adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back to episode 21 of the No Snooze Podcast. Our episodes can drink alcohol now. That's right. Epi, Epi 21. Have you, um, I, I was listening to Epi 20 with the wives. I thought it was a great episode, but you kept saying that you were taking a beating. So have you recovered from the beating yet? We had a lot of good conversations post. What Dana didn't know was that there was going to be a surprise, a couple of surprises for her for the weekend which kind of drove me nuts because I couldn't say anything about that. And she, I think, also was on a higher level of stress because she felt bad about the whole scenario of the baby shower, which we'll talk about. Long story short, it all worked out. We're real good. A lot of points well taken. It's always fun to do those, uh, but it is a battle. It's very stressful to be in that scenario in public. So I give ourselves a lot of credit. And you do a very good job facilitating that. But I, you got to be easy on the questions of what do you guys hate about us? You oh. set him up. You gave him literally, you were like, here's an alley-oop. Just dump well, this baby home. I do it. I, I swear. I do it because I also want to hear it. And sometimes my wife, even not even thinking about you guys, but being being selfish oh, yeah. for a second. But my wife, maybe not. She Maybe she doesn't say something to my face, but maybe she feels a little more comfortable to do it in a, in, you know, a setting like that. Uh, so I, I'm curious to know. I still want to know that stuff. But I think it was a great conversation. I was going to say, one thing that I am realizing that I've been fighting is trying to, we have to read between the lines. I don't know who said it, but they said, don't change, uh, don't try to change uh, character, or not character, don't try to change people's habits, just try to adjust and leverage them. So if I know, deciphering all these hidden messages, I need to start figuring it out without having a direct Hey, go do this. Cause I'm very direct. Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? But that's not how everyone yep. is. So, and even in marriage, you know, two, about two years in, you're constantly learning about the other person. And as long as you keep trying to learn, you make progress. That's all we can do. Speaking of progress, pod bod update. All right. I'll go first since you have that humongous glass of, of water there. I'm glad you're staying hydrated these days and, and you look phenomenal. Uh, but you like measurable, so I am coming to the table from now on. It is my obligation to come with a detailed report of just what I'm doing. So nice. last, last week was 117 miles on the Pelly. I'm at, okay. at Dave Regina on the Peloton app if you guys uh, w- want to friend me there and we can compete a little bit and have some fun. Go ahead, two Mike. Gs, right? Yep, two Gs, yep. 4,076 push-ups on the week. Oh, right. hold on. Let me check my, my count. Yep. Yeah, you should. You should. But right, um, go ahead. Keep going. Uh, on top of my four uh, dumbbell workouts and then core exercises every other day. All right. So I am feeling good. I know you don't like to hear my, my updates, but this is to, um, to some people. They like hearing how we're getting after it. So tell us now how you're doing and what's going on. So weekly, I hit 4,100 this week. Just pulled that up as okay. we talk. But does that include today? 
Yeah, I did them today. Yeah, see, I ended my week on Friday. Listen, I don't end my weeks on Fridays. So that's but where the difference is happening. Th there hasn't been one day that you beat me. It doesn't matter because I have two extra days to catch you. So I am ahead, getting bulletproof and running my race. Yep, as you should. When I had my – everything started to click, it's when I realized, I was like, where did I fall short? I blew out my shoulder because I was pushing too hard to try to catch you versus just staying the course, which is a metaphor for life probably. But how were you – wait, wait, wait. What do you mean trying to catch me? You were just trying to prolong the death. You catch were a, you day by day. So no, when you were 20,000 up. Yes, but I was trying to just outlast you, which gotcha. is the wrong mindset. I was playing defense, right. where now I'm playing offense. So I'm not going to talk too much. I'm just going to keep showing it because, you know, some of our followers like Zach – who's given me extra motivation. He said some very nice things, but put a little more doubt on, yep. the, on the chip on the shoulder. And I will circle back to this. But finding out what motivates me and really honing in on it has, has clicked it to the next notch during all this. And the puzzle pieces of knowing what I have to do and then having a plan that I can go execute has been refined through all of that time getting my my rear end beat by you in the nice. push-up. So it's all, I thank you for getting me to this. Good. And it just took some doubt and being the, the underdog to get me fired up. But I, it's, uh, I love it. And it's I, a wish lot of you, fun. I, I wish you the best in this journey. Um, however, when uh, Kobe Bryant, right? Rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace. But once he figured out that level that he wanted to stay at, Right. He was on the um, West Coast. He knew that the players on the East Coast were waking up and he was three hours behind. So what he did was he woke up at the same time on the West Coast as they were on the East Coast. Right. And he was getting in 500 shots a day and he sustained that over you know, a ridiculous amount of time. So that's what I'm doing. I've already been locked into this mindset. So I don't foresee you catching me. And I mean, it's fine. You know, and, and we'll go back and forth on it. But it's fun. As, as you elevate your game in the push-ups, I will, I will continue to elevate mine. So I appreciate all that, and I'm <laughs> not going to play into it. But I do know – I know people, and I know when they're feeling threatened when I'm pushing, and I know you're feeling threatened a little bit. So I'm just going to keep the course. I know when you throw the comments of, you can't catch me while I'm doing the pelly. You're thinking about doing more than me in every facet of fitness. I don't care. I'm coming from one goal. And I know that's my edge. And I'm going to keep that edge because people are trying to distract me in the DMs. Hey, why don't you do a pull-up? Why don't you do this? And I'm mixing in some stuff. But I said I was going to go do something, so I'm going to go do it. thousand a day, I'm on my way. All right. I, I accept the challenge, and I like it. Um, but I will call you out. You had said on the last two episodes that you were going to wake yes. up at 5 a.m. Saturdays and Sundays, which is something that I never, I never committed to. I don't think that that's something that even um, elevates me, and there's no point for me. You said it, though, and I'm curious, yes. why do you continue to say things and then not live up to it? So what I'm learning look in marriage is Wait, that – Look at, look no, at Claudio. No, it's, He's laughing. It's, I'm ahead. happy you bring it up because uh, – I got to hear it. I, I got to hear it. I have no problem waking up at five. Like tomorrow I have to wake up early because I'm golfing. So I have to do my push-ups before I golf. Oh, so that's early though. 6 a.m. We'll play time, with my dad. Uh, we have an 8 a.m. tomorrow. So it's oh, late okay. for us. Usually right. it's early, but it's Mother's Day. So I can play a little later. Yep. Uh, 
So when the 5 a.m. thing, when I said it that weekend, I did it, no problem. My beautiful wife, which I really didn't take into consideration, was not happy. Uh, there's the effect of Petey getting up. And I, I think I could still do it, but I had to give it a week to rest because she was not happy with me getting up at 5 a.m. every day. Mm -hmm. I think it's almost easier to do it every day than to take off on a Saturday, Sunday. Even in my real estate world, the weekends where I'm busy, I hit Monday way more in the groove than taking off a couple of days, which a lot of people will criticize for and say it's not sustainable. But waking up the same time every day, like I have to give you a lot of credit. By waking up at 5 a.m. every day, I have so much more time to get so much more done in the morning. And we'll talk about this when we talk about many hats, but blocking off and knowing I have two hours to get everything I need to get in fitness wise uh, within that time slot makes me more focused to do everything I need to do. And right now I'm doing all my comments. Mm. So I'm doing all that while doing comments. And each week I'm going to continue to refine that. And I've been trying to do it in less and less time. And the, the wake ups have been no problem. So that, Getting to that edge where 5 a.m. is just another day, I wake up no problem. Even if I'm out late, even if we're hanging out with the family late, I just, now it's just, it's a, what is your word? It's a habit, right? So it's a habit, Gives yeah. me the edge to know that if I have that time, I'll get it done. Of but course. in the past, I didn't create that time. I was putting that time at the end of the day and doing all of my push ups throughout the day where I was like, this isn't good because I have distractions. If I do them all at once, then I give myself enough time to recover mm -hmm. and I don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. I check it off the list. So that was been, that was a big thing too. I figured out was the many hats scenario that we'll talk about. Time blocking is really important to get things done. Else you have all this chaos and stress of trying to get all your pushups in by the end of the day. Not to say that I might not have to do that with certain scenarios, but if I majority of the time can stick to the two hour slot and try to get the thousand in, in two hours, I'll be in really good shape. I don't know what we were even talking about. I just went on a tangent. Yeah, I, I mean, you kind of answered the question, but you kind of deflected. All I was saying was, why did you say that you were going to wake up every day and then for a couple weekends, you haven't woken up at 5 o'clock? Long story short, the answer is my wife put a stop to it, and I'm, I'm going to try to work on that. Yeah. I'm realizing that everything I say, there are two people involved now because we are in the home together and she is pregnant. And sometimes I come off the handle quick and don't consider the repercussions and just put myself in a scenario where I cannot execute that right away. But in time, I'll be able to execute it with moving some pieces around, like the home gym that I'm developing and the studio. It moved. Sometimes I'm realizing I threw out these goals and I put the timeline too short. And then people think I stopped and I failed at it mm -hmm. because it doesn't happen quick. And then four months down the road, they're like, oh, you actually did that. Well, look, I'm here to support you. I think you're, you know, you're, you're up at six today. You're crushing you're up early. I don't, I don't claim to wake up at 5 a.m. on Saturdays. I get up at my time, but I was just curious because you specifically said on a podcast publicly that you were going to do it. So I was just curious. I was just asking. That's all. Well, you inspired me too, because you talk about the David Goggins all the time and taking souls. Yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking this is one of the hardest, uh, adversities we're going to run into up to this date as far as lifestyle right what? and what is hard? like dealing with the uh pandemic yeah and trying to keep up everything while having a pregnant wife and preparing mm. for a baby 
So all of this scenario. So what I'm trying to do is I'm thinking like, if everyone's looking from the outside in my network of other real estate agents, like I don't compete with them, but I do like to, to let them know that I'm working and I'm working hard to not intimidate, but give me an edge. So when I see them, they're like, I don't know how you get all this stuff done. It just gives you that level of confidence that you can go into a meeting if you're pitching against someone and be able to bring that type of uh, uh, drive and animosity and, and uh, tenacity to the task. So my thought was, how can I take the souls of everyone that I'm working against right now? And it was like, if I wake up at 5 a.m. every day, no problem. I do all my push-ups and I'm just pumping out crazy amounts of content in a pandemic. They're going to be, when you come out of this, they're going to be like, he's an animal. I don't, right. I don't know what to say about him. And so now, that was so a thought too. You it, seems, it seems like something is clicking, which I love because it only adds to what we're doing here. Uh, but exactly what you're saying is the mindset. And now sustaining this exactly where you're at with that same energy over an extended period of time, what that does to your own confidence. You've been doing this a couple weeks, a couple months, wait until it's now over an extended period of time for both of us. It's just going to continue to stack. And that's where there is really no, we don't do it to compete, but at the same time, you, you accept that push each confidence, you push, you're pushing one another. Um, and I know that when push comes to shove, there's nobody working like us. And that's not a cocky comment. It's not something that I'm just talking about in the gym. I'm talking about mental toughness, right? Because we have that same mindset and us now learning to apply it to every aspect of the life is what we're going for. But yeah. That was a, a great little section there. Go ahead. One more, one more point, because I like to get my perspective out. So a lot of people would have seen that the push into March was like me being focused and then getting hit with the pandemic and falling off the wagon for like two weeks was a restart. But I'm bil I built all the foundation in that three months. I just got sidetracked with everything going on. So I had to prioritize other things, like getting the house in order, getting the baby's room done, getting things in place so that I can get back on track and keep accelerating. Mm -hmm. So maybe verbally, I made it sound like I was quitting, but in my head, I had no intention. It was, I knew I had a couple hurdles to get over to, to get back on track. I just want to correct that. Yeah. Thank you. Because there was a couple weeks, week after week, we're punting, we're punting, we're becoming punting Pirelli. Now yeah. we're, now we're back. We're running it back. So position, good field let's, position. Let's keep that energy and that, and that focus. Um, Prego, Prego update, right? Karina is now 33 weeks and we're getting extremely close. I have now geared all of my 10 pages directly towards becoming, becoming a dad, the, the challenges, the adversity, um, learning about brain development in that first year. So I'm trying to take, you know, certain measures to now not worry about like personal and self-development reading as I always do, but gear it to something that now is going to, you know, be the biggest change of, of my life. Uh, but how are you guys doing? We're doing well. Uh, Dana had an, uh, an appointment and I don't, did they talk about how much hair your little girl's going to have? Yeah. Thanks for listening to me on the podcast. I think I said that two episodes ago. Did you? There's too much input going I on know. right it, now. It is tough. It's, it is tough. I can't, and people ask me, they're like, what if you said this? And I'm like, I probably, I don't know what to tell you. There's too much going on. That's, we'll talk about the many hats. There's only yep. so many things you can hold in your head. Yep. Uh, Good point. So they said like our baby's going to have a ton of hair. So, which I think is hilarious. Well, look, look, look at her, look at her uncle. Look at her uncle. Look at me. Yeah, seriously. 
Uh, Dave's been doing good, a lot of heartburn because of the hair scenario and a lot of discomfort. But she's been good. She's a trooper. She's been doing uh, a lot around the house. I'm trying close, to keep man. her. Yeah, it's around the corner. That's, uh, that's another reason that I think I'm accelerating through the curve is because I realize, like, if I don't get my stuff together as far as processes now, when the baby comes, I have no shot. Right. So you got to get it really steadfast now. Yep. Build yeah. the fundamentals, take that preparation. And now it's just about us executing the game plan. Uh, it's like boot camp. Right. So ironically, right after we had the women on, we recorded that on a Friday night. The next day was a great day for you guys. You want to tell everybody about that? Let's recap that. Yeah, it was awesome. There was uh, uh, Mrs. Salvo and uh, my mother helped a bit, uh, organized a bunch of people to do a baby shower parade. So as a lot of people are, they were, you know, our wives among other people who had other events pushed back or canceled. Mm -hmm. uh, Dana was devastated that she wasn't going to have a baby shower uh, to be able to share that with everyone. And she was uh, very positive about it and saying, listen, we'll just do it after this, the fact. But it was a really nice surprise that uh, her mother and her family and my family stepped up. People drove from hours away, you guys, uh, a lot of her friends and a lot of people that didn't come either because it wasn't extended out because they didn't want it too crazy uh, mm -hmm. to respect everyone or because they already sent gifts or didn't want to dis, uh, discomfort them or make them feel like they had to drive. Uh, either way, it was overwhelming. It was incredible. It was, you know, it was a very bright spot and a, a tough time, uh, especially for her. I was just kind of standing back and smiling because she was crying. Whenever she cries with happy tears, I'm like, oh, they nailed it. Right. Uh, so it was like her mom was crying. Uh, my mom was, my mom's like me, not super emotional, but she was smiling in her ear. My dad, my, so it was, you know, my grandpa, everyone came out in droves and it was, it was awesome. It just shows that like, you got to make the best of the situation, but you guys were a very big part of that. Let me thank you. Oh, and, no, uh, absolutely, man. But it was, it was beautiful. You guys looked awesome. Dana looked so happy. Uh, the families did a, did an incredible job. Uh, so so a funny story, a, a mini story that I want to share with everyone, which I thought was hilarious, was I was trying to get everything organized and do my minimal part in the surprise. And my job was to move the cars so that people can like move over and oh, say hello so cars can get by. So Dana's car, we literally haven't moved in months. And I'm like, Dana, like throw me the keys. I'm going to go move the car. And it was right in the spot that we needed to move so people can move right in and out. House, and I go in and all you hear is I'm like, oh my God, the car's dead. And it's like five minutes <laughs> before everything's starting. So I was like, I, I guess that's the scenario. I'm like, people are gonna just have to go around it. And uh, funny, like everyone was backed up because they couldn't weave in. So I was like, you know what? People are gonna hate us on the street, but it's it hopefully they understand we did the best we could. It was awesome. It really yeah. was. Um, good, man. So, you know, we, we have, one more shot because her original baby shower was supposed to happen in, in April. We pushed it back to the beginning of June. We're probably going to end up canceling it. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy time for them, but also, you know, it, it is our responsibility to, to do exactly what you did and make them feel, um, you know, feel that support that I know everybody wishes, you know, they could bring to the table, but what you guys did was, was incredible. I loved it. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So no snooze recommendations. Now, this is one that I have been doing, I want to say every day in the pandemic. Um, it, 
I've, I've been hungrier lately and I usually eat a, eat a ton as it is, but I've been having this, um, just itch for, for peanut butter and jelly. And I always Ooh. eat pe peanut butter and jelly, Love peanut butter right? And jelly. But I haven't had like a really, you know, just a, a, a good old school peanut butter and jelly. So what I did, and I don't know what made me think of it. And I shared it a couple of times on Instagram, but I figured I'd, I'd come and say, it because it's something that I'm, I'm doing now and I'm just loving it but it's rice cakes and mm. you take apple cinnamon rice cakes, Ooh. right? Which are half of the calories and half of the carbs of, of even wheat bread, right? So you I take, love rice cakes, right? But you take an apple cinnamon, nice little layer of, you know, peanut butter and a little jelly on top. It is gold, Mike. I'm telling you, go try it, uh, tag us in it. But my sister-in-law has been loving it too. My mother-in-law a couple people are like, wow, this is really good. So you're using regular peanut butter and regular jelly still? Well, yeah, I use a natural, Skippy Natural peanut butter. I don't get okay. crazy with the, you know, the whole almond butter. Almond butter is good. It's just ridiculously expensive. Um, but then I have also, I have regular jelly and I have strawberry sugar-free. I like to switch them up, um, you know, but depending on what I'm feeling is what I go with. So I love this recommendation and I want to give you an idea. So I've been doing sprout bread, which apparently is very, very good for you. What is it? Uh, Bean sprouts? So it's, it's apparently, in general, when uh, plants are sprouting, and I'm not a scientist, so don't hold me to this, when plants are sprouting, like broccoli sprouts or bro whatever sprout it is, yeah. it, it, could, it has more nutrients because it's growing, and I guess it's more uh, concentrated. Mm -hmm. Comment if you can correct me here. So the, the bread just has an incredible amount of, uh, I don't know what the term is, but nutrients. It's nutrient dense. Shout out Ashley, my cousin, who that's her Instagram handle. So you take the sprout bread and I like to do one piece. So it's not too much of the bread anyway. Uh, sometimes two if it's a hard workout day. Mm -hmm. And you take uh, almond butter, which I know it's expensive. It's but expensive, it's, but it's good. It is good. It's a good alternative if you have it. Mm -hmm. Then I take blueberries that are frozen mm -hmm. and I throw them in the microwave and then like mix them up. So it creates like a jelly, but nothing in it. And you throw that on it, and wow. it's like this super PB and J. I love the taste of mushed up blueberries. It's different. It's definitely not the same and as sweet, but it's awesome. I've done that a bunch of times because I, I was a, craving it. I have a huge bag of frozen blueberries that I use in my smoothies, so I got to try that out. Thank you. Um, so, what do you got for for your recommendation? Is that your recommendation, or? Uh, it could be, but I don't want to overshadow yours. No. So, <laughs> The, uh, my recommendation is another YouTube, uh, channel. I will add this to the no snooze approved. I know a couple people have stumbled on it. Nope. Uh, it is called the passionate few. It's with, uh, Omar is the host does a great job. Ask great questions. I've always liked rags to riches stories because I like to hear the tactics people use to get to the, the upper level. Mm -hmm. And usually where they they start is very uh, grounding. You know, it's a, it's someone who's tried a bunch of things and failed. Uh, and just keeps refining and then found their vehicle to get to the next level. But it's the passionate few. I watched it with uh, Tom Bilyeu, which we talk about constantly in all of his quest uh, stuff. Yep. But it's, it's really, it's, I try to do it in the mornings and it's very inspirational, but very tactical. And they share very uh, tangible things that you can implement. Uh, it's great. So it's called the passionate few. That's um, awesome. And they have really good guests. I got to check, I got to check that out. I've heard of it, but I haven't, I didn't, I didn't check it out. 
so the guy, the the guy who clicked with me on that that I loved was there was a, the Tom Billy one for sure, mm-hmm. and he was really good. And then there was this guy who started a fitness brand, and it was very applicable to what we're trying to do. Although we're a lifestyle brand, it was very interesting to hear how he grew it and how he it was very uh, very slow, and then it hit a point where it just kind of took off. So it's it's interesting, right? I love that, man. And keep, uh, you know, keep giving those recommendations. And even when you send them to us, the the 30 minute clips and stuff, I know it seems like 30 minutes, but you really, it's, it's amazing. Even while you're brushing your teeth, just kind of getting ready for the morning, you throw a clip like that on and it just changes the whole mindset for the day. Uh, so it's, and YouTube it's has algorithms that realize that you like that type of stuff and it keeps feeding you all this. I don't want to use the word positive because it's very vague, but it feeds you all this helpful Mm-hmm. and applicable information that is uh very uh very i guess positive is the right word yep all right cool man thank you for that so today i i had texted you guys before and i basically said look like this episode uh, and i was telling my wife too this episode for me is something that i need i need help on you know like we we wear so many different hats as, as we call it um you know in, in life and and people see us as you know working professionals young married men, um, you know, fathers to be, but we're still, you know, we're still brothers, we're still sons. Uh, so there's so many different, you know, aspects of our life that now we're, you know, publicly recording um, certain aspects of it, but it, it's very challenging. And it's something that I want to only be able to, to manage a little bit easier, get better every day. And I don't really know, you know, how to, how to do it. So my, my hope is that we can kind of bounce back and forth and feed off of each other, um, you know, in terms of those different hats. Okay. I like it. Right. And, uh, I like to, when you, when I'm trying to help or talk through things with people, I like when they give me like specific example, Mm -hmm. because then you can really show like, Oh, this is what I kind of would try. And if that worked, you see the same principle, you apply to something else. Yeah. So, I mean, my first, I guess my first thing is, and when I was kind of going through this in my head, I'm like, all right, well, which which hat do I struggle with the most? Which small right? hat? Right, which small That's hat? I have, I have, I, right, right, I have a little bean head over here. Um, but I, I think it's the the hat, and we mentioned it on the last episode, and I wanted to elaborate on it, but it, it's it's really the the son, the brother, the the family hat beyond my household. I think I can do so much more to try to you know, reach out to my brother and sister, reach out to my mom and dad, check in on my grandma, check in on my aunts, uncles, cousins, all that. Um, e- even friends that you, know, you don't really see all the time, but I feel like that's the hat that I, I struggle with the most uh, because there's so many other things going on. But it, again, it's all, it's all an excuse as to why I'm not you know, the best. And I don't know if you, you struggle with that um, either, but it just seems like there's, there's never enough time to to get everything you want done and reach out to those people. Yeah. The something, I mean, I guess I took it away from you guys during all this is if you put it on your schedule, it gets done. So for example, my uh, grandmother, uh, well, grandmothers, I try to call them. I have two grandmothers and I try to call my grandparents this like back to back. So I know that I'm not leaving one of them out. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting them together and saying, all right, well, I got to call, uh, my grandmother, because her present just came in for Dana. So I'm going to call my other one after Nana. So, and I try to do that like 
on times where I have a little more time. So Fridays usually end up pretty well for that. So trying to figure out that and then also like knowing that you have to call them and then knowing that if you're on a drive and you have some downtime in your car is a perfect time. So a time where you would usually either be, you know, listening to a podcast or just kind of aimlessly thinking is a great time to talk to family. That's what I've found. I've tried mm -hmm. to call people while I'm available. And if they call me and I can't answer it, I just keep trying to call them back when I'm around. So it is hard though. I, I'm still right. trying to figure it out. And, and it's interesting you say that about the schedule thing, because even my downtime, you know, I schedule that too when things are normal. Uh, so maybe I do need to put something on, on the calendar and the schedule. But then I also think like, is this, is this even get, this is going to get harder as daughters come. Right. So oh, now yeah. you, you know, your dad hat, I guess has got to become the primary hat. Uh, but it's something that I definitely want to get better at. And honestly, I, I just got to practice what I preach and really just stop saying it, go take small actions and then creating some sort of, uh, I don't know, a schedule or something, but it's trying to reach out to everybody. And it's, just, it's hard yeah. because, you know, here I am on a, on a podcast making time for everything that, that I want to do. So it's almost selfish yeah. um, in, in a way. And then when I think about that, that's when I feel bad. Uh, but, you know, I, but I, I, I get it. Also too, is like holidays, try yeah. to, and I, I struggle with this is not working for like a day, which yes, you could lose a deal because of it. You could lose a client because they don't respect that. Mm -hmm. um, but if you can like Mother's Day is this weekend and I know all day I'm going to be with family, I need to get everything done today so that we're prepared for the t-shirt launch and all this stuff Monday. Uh, but if I am able to kind of clear my schedule, then you have more quality time and it makes everything more effective. So even if instead of talking 10 hours a week on the phone, you spend five hours one day or three hours one day with someone, it, it makes them feel and makes you feel more of a connection because you have that face-to-face -face time. So it's like being more effective with it too. It's a, it's a good point, but we also have different scenarios in that too. Like you guys are very fortunate that, you know, both your parents and Dana's parents are, are married and have great marriages, been together forever. Yeah. I, yeah. I come from a divorced household, so my dad is now remarried, so I have to see um, on, a, on a continuous basis, right? You, you have to plug in the dad's side. You have to plug in the mom's side. Then on my wife's side, she comes from a divorced household, so it's not yeah. two, it's now four. So we have to make time for my mother-in-law and my father-in-law also. So maybe you, know you host. Maybe you host things, but, which but you then, do a lot. But then there's certain, person certain personalities <laughs> that don't blend well. So but I'm this saying is, if you host an event, right, and you say, I know this is a, you're a very difficult scenario. But if you host crazy. an event, you could say, listen, you guys come from this time. <laughs> well, the problem is got, people hang out. All right. You got from one to two. And then <laughs> mom's got to come. It is from, so hard. You, you know what I mean? But this is, and this is where when I talk with, with Karina about it, I'm like, you know, yeah, we are going to. And I think this is the solution moving forward. Um, even though there's personalities that don't blend, it's going to have to be like when we do a birthday party that everybody is invited. And unfortunately, if you don't want to come, I mean, I guess we can connect on a video chat or something like that. But this scenario right now, I'm glad you, you, you brought it out because it made me get specific on it. But coming from, you know, a, a separate homes on both sides of things. And as we get, it was a little easier to manage when we were younger, when we were together, when we were 20, 21, 22, we, we used to yeah. just pop all four places. Now that's not happening. You know, so this is exactly what, what I struggle with. And I'm going to continue to struggle with it, but I guess it, it's figuring out. Um, I, I want to ask you, though, which, which hat 
would you say you put the most time into? And then does that take away from your other hats? Uh, I think the business hat I put the most time into, but I've tried to find ways to incorporate the family hat into the business hat. And the reason I'm working so hard on the business hat is that when the kids come, I can put more time into the family hat, which is a very confusing response. No, but it's strategic it's because I know now I have a little more time. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, why I've pushed so hard before this moment. And then once the baby gets here, it's going to be a completely different ball game. And those, those uh, baskets are going to sway. My whole thought is, can I keep my level of output with this with, with more efficiency and not less effort, but just less time? Mm -hmm. and be able to bring this up higher while I'm doing that. So it's like maybe I'm not as shotgun approach with all of my deals. Maybe I'm focusing more on condos, hyper-local, and getting my foot in the door because you can scale that faster, and vacant properties, right? Maybe it's, it's just trying to be more intentional about my business hat so that my family hat can be more involved. Um, but, if, for example, like my business hat, I realized that uh, – we, we, I need to go out and we need to show local food places. So my thought was like, how can I do that while also enjoying a night out and a date night with Dana? Well, we can go find and try out new places locally. And it's, I am working on figuring out networking within there, but I'm also having a great night with my wife and prioritizing her. So it's, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you just need to turn the, the mind off and just enjoy some time. Uh, but it's nice if you can incorporate both and try to create a, kind of a lifestyle that it's uh less distinguishable what's business what's family it's all which can get messy but it's all co uh complementing each other it's a it's a hard no you're yeah, trying to make a smoothie no i, I flavors I, I everything mix. right and yeah. i um you know i i would agree except for now because we, we've spoke about you know the issues that my wife and i had in, in the past now us being together 10 years um I used to be so focused on that, that business hat that it took away from, from the husband hat. Whereas now I am so focused on the husband hat. I can't really speak to the dad hat yet because we're, we're not there yet. Um, but I, I mean, even, even Claudia will tell you, I, I was so focused on money and I'm still a money. I would consider myself, I say it all the time, a money dude. You're, you're motivated by money. Um, but my, my deeper, I guess passion now is, is more geared towards the family. So having that consciousness, I, I do think back though, when that was a real problem for me. And it was like when I was like 25, 26 years old and I had made my first hundred thousand in a year. Right. And I don't say that to brag by any means, because honestly I did it because I had, I had two, two jobs, a side hustle and I was working so much. Right. But to, to me, it was like, no, I got to make that first hundred thousand dollars in a year. And what that did, though, when I was so focused on that money, it took away from and, and really created a really bad time in my life. But I was so, I guess, satisfied with one that, yeah, I'm making this money. And then two, and me being very, very honest here, I was so into the club scene, you know, so I, I felt that, wow, like I'm taking this this money that I made. And instead of, you know, doing really good things with it, I'm going to go out in the club and I'm going to go make some noise and I'm going to go post on social media and I'm going to do this. So me, I'm glad that my struggle now is I'm trying to talk about like how my, 
my family hats and, and that type of stuff because before my this was this was a really poor time in my in my life and you you obviously knew me during this time too um but it's a whole different mindset which is what you said and intertwining it um but i i, I still need to get better at it you know but that's yeah, what i yeah. that, that's what i think about is when i was 25 26 and i you know was married already and i saw my marriage going in the downhill slope and i was like yo dude you better you better switch it up and thank thank god i did um but what would you say now brings you the most satisfaction you know for for your hats so I think you make a really good point with the money being the driver and the goal. I also was money hungry in a sense of like, I was trying to gain a certain number where now that I'm taking a step back, it was all for a good cause to create freedom and a family life that, and a lifestyle I would be proud of and be able to give my kids. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to come from a great home where it was a scenario for us but it's really important for me to be involved uh, on the family level. And I enjoy when our whole family's around a table. So I always, that was always the goal, but money was always the target. Mm -hmm. Now I'm trying to make the target uh, kind of cash flow and flexibility and freedom and trying to make the goal, you know, my price per hour that I'm generating so that I can reallocate that time to family and, and lifestyle and, the biggest joys I get is when I'm sitting around the table with family and we've talked about this and we're having a great meal and stories are being told mm. and there's everyone's phones in their pockets and you're just kind of enjoying life together, whether it's a barbecue, uh, it's at the restaurant, it's on a beach, those times where you can just kind of be with friends and BS and, you know, are some of my favorite. And on top of that, being able to travel and kind of connect with your roots and taking all these trips to Italy that we've done, it's probably not the best use of money in our life at this time, but the experiences really have shaped how we think about life and how we want to design our life to then build the family with, uh, you know, the one we're growing with our kids mm -hmm. and our parents. So it's the target changed for me and it kind of clicked that I'm, gen I'm working so hard to generate this freedom, which I have already, you know, I already have the freedom to do all this stuff, but you have to be smart about it so that you can continue on the trajectory to continue that freedom. Because if you tilt it too much to enjoying yourself, like you were saying, like hitting the club every night and stuff, then you need to continue to keep that really crazy output to keep up that lifestyle. Right. Versus if you can have a huge triple year, which we tried to do and we've been trying to do and really have an incredible time, um, and then continue the trajectory, then you're, you're setting yourself up for enjoying yourself now, but also building a, a system that's going to spit out uh, the resources you need to continue a lifestyle. So mm -hmm. it's like even with the t-shirts, right? What we always talk about and what I'm, I'm obsessed with is how can I create a process where it's not completely removing ourselves, but making our time very efficient. So with a drop shipping company and a very reputable one, Yes, we're probably going to make less money per shirt. And we're, we're pulling the, the, the screen back here because we are a business and you guys will get to learn all of our strategies. So hopefully you can implement them. But yes, we are going to make less per shirt on selling these shirts and growing the brand. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, if you make, say, $5 a shirt versus $15 a shirt and you're only spending, say, you know, say a minute on managing that process versus delivering, which could take uh, 30 minutes to an hour your price 
per your return per time is way more. And then we get to do things we love is record podcasts, market, shoot fun videos. Like you're able, you free yourself up to do more stuff that builds and is able to accelerate that, you know, that $5 versus the 15. So I think about that constantly, even with real estate. And that's why I'm making a push to content and evergreen content, because I realize if I can duplicate myself, that's the equivalent of me meeting face to face with people and having coffees in the morning, which I've done for years. But at some point it just doesn't get, you know, we're going to have little girls that I'm going to have to have coffee with in the morning. That's going to be my coffee with them. I'm not going to be able to network mm-hmm. like I used to, but you have to embrace and try to accelerate in another form. So yep. that's, you know, I'm getting right. carried away because this is all stuff. I constantly no, this think is, about. of course, of course, but this is exactly what I, what, what I want. And it's interesting because I'll tell you, and I know we have a, a, a large following that's, you know, younger and, and even some of the college kids that do, that do follow us and, and engage with us. But you see all the time these, these millionaires and these billionaires talking about once you remove the money mindset. And I get it because Mike and I, you know, for a very long time and even still had to really hustle to even get where we're at now. So by no means are we saying don't hustle, but once you find that niche and you find that passion, I feel like I'm working less now, more money is coming in from different opportunities, uh, but it's, it's not until you have to realize that you're chasing a, a passion versus going to chase money. And I know it's hard to hear, but Mike and I make regular money compared to millionaires that are out there. Um, and just know that when you are focusing and honing in on skills and and passion projects and things that you want to do, it might take a little bit longer, but you will eventually get to where you where you want to get. And again, Mike and I are not where we want to be, um, and, and we're nowhere near where, where we're going to be. But it, it's just interesting to see, you know, from when we were 15 years old to now to now being 30 and expecting, you know, daughters on the way. Just that, that whole, it's fun to look back at, uh, but you, yeah. you spit a lot of, a lot of gold in that. Um, and, and again, with the, the tips and the strategies, you know, hopefully there is, there is certain takeaways for, for people. Well, my thought, and I, I try to tell people, I don't do a lot of mentorship, like giving people advice because I don't feel like I've made it at all. And I feel like I'm constantly learning. But if people do ask me, they're like, oh, uh, you know, what would you, your advice be to me for like, I'm starting this thing or that thing? Wait, I always tell people. Wait. <laughs> that's literally one of the questions. Is that a question? Literally, but go ahead. Go ahead. I guess we'll just just handle it. My that. my point is that if you can look thing look at things on a long term trajectory in whatever you do, sometimes it's going to hurt you because you're not going to do something because you you don't think it's sustainable, and sometimes you need to do something that's not sustainable to get it going to get to the point where you can make it sustainable. But if you can know that you have a long-term vision that you're trying to implement, then your decisions all are, you're making decisions based on creating that process that's more manageable in the future. And being able to uh, continually refine that is where people really accelerate and pass up people. Because Mm -hmm. if you're doing very well and you're doing it a certain way, it's very hard to go in there. Like what's not broke, don't fix, or whatever the term is. I disagree. I think if it's not broken, but it could be working a little better and you could be removing yourself a little bit, then try to fix it. Because worst case scenario, you just go back to what you were doing. So I constantly tell people like, yes, you're doing really well in real estate now, 
Like you're going all over, you're in Fairfield County, Westchester, but can you be, can you do better by just focusing in on Greenwich? Can you try to refine it a little more? And yes, maybe you don't make the same this year, but are you going to accelerate past what your trajectory would have been if you're running around like crazy elsewhere? So it's like constantly looking at the big picture Mm -hmm. and you might have to get into the slow lane so that you can let all these trucks pass, but then you slide to the left and then you go by them. So that's always constantly what I'm telling people to think about. And that's what I'm always thinking about, which gets me into trouble sometimes because you cut off something that you probably could have been, but that's when you let money, the, the money, money can still be the goal, but how you obtain it, it has to be more, um, you have to be more strategic and think about your time versus the money you're trying to go get. How do you maximize that, the relationship between the two? I think that's a a great point. And that'll, that'll play right into this um, questy. This one was a little bit more specific, but might as well go there since we're on that topic. And it says, please keep this anonymous. I have been, who is it? (laughs) I have been debating starting a podcast but haven't because I keep making excuses. Dave, what was the best move you guys made starting out? Mike, what would you have done differently in the beginning? So it says, Dave, what was the best move you made starting out? So I would say, and I don't know if Mike would agree or disagree and same thing with with Claudio, but I think the best decision we made was actually a debate from the beginning on specifically Mike and I. But I wanted to get our audio visual really strong and have our content be what we wanted to align with because I felt that if we were putting out a good product, it would be easier to grow a brand versus the very first thing. And this goes against what Gary V says all the time, just document, put it out, like put it out, put it out, put it out. Mike and I went back and forth because he was like, dude, we could record this quickly. Like, let's just put these, these episodes out. I'm glad personally that we waited until we had the structure and the flow because I feel like it's easier for people to latch onto versus putting something out, hoping people latch onto it, which they would. I just think it takes longer of a process. So I, I, the short answer is I think we put out a good product once we refined it versus, versus going in, um, you know, right away and just putting everything we recorded out at first. Like it took us four or five different times before we even put out a, you know, our first podcast. So that'd be my yeah. answer. What was my portion of the question? It says, I was so it into said, your answer. It said, um, Mike, what would you have done differently from the beginning? If anything. Uh, different from the beginning. Yeah. I think the giving ourselves time to figure it out was good. I think from the beginning, if we could have recorded in the mornings, uh, which my schedule didn't allow, it would have been a lot better because I look back at the Good beginning point. and I was, we were shot, like waking up at five, working all day and then trying to do this at night. It didn't well, that, give it the energy. That, it plays, that plays exactly into into my answer too on the, on the first part, right? I feel like yeah. that was not our best product. So I'm so glad yeah. we did it because of what you're saying. Like our energy was trash. It was so yeah. bad. But um, you should just start, like whoever that is, I would just start it. And you don't have to put them out yet. Exactly. Again, the routine of recording um, and find your message. Like if you need to find a, a business partner or partners to uh, have conversations with part of the reason we stuck with it was I didn't want to let them down. Um, and I know probably part of the reason they stuck with it too was they didn't want to let me down. So 
it's harder to do things alone. I don't know what your personality is. Maybe you enjoy that stuff, but making it easy to do it and put doing it once a week at the same time is probably a, a good starting point. It's a good start. Right? Yeah. And I would definitely say, you know, I wish I knew the, um, and find a CV if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I see that too. I was going to going to mention that, but it, it makes it easier when you do have like-minded individuals to, you know, assist the process um, and, and, you know, help you figure it out along the way. But even if you don't have that, I think documenting is a really good thing. But personally, I would not put anything out there until you know that that's the message that you want to put across. Uh, but also go for the podcast. Like now, now I, I just think there's room for everybody. Even if you wanted to go target, if somebody were to say, hey, look, we're starting a podcast and it's the exact same thing that you guys are doing. Go ahead. There's 50,000 other, you know, motivational podcasts, but we have different, completely different experiences, right? So you can still go out and start your own podcast. I think there's room for everybody these days. Um, and there was, it was funny because I, I, somebody actually reached out to me on a text message, a very close friend was like, yo, would you feel that I was copying you guys if I started my own podcast? Like what? Like wh where did that, like, no, yeah, of yeah. course not. You can, you can go do anything you want to do. And I think there's room for everybody. Now, is everybody going to be good at it? Are we good at it? I don't know. But we at least now are on this journey together. We committed to it um, and, and we're excited about it. So go ahead and, and definitely launch that pod. And to compliment your point, having all the audio technical stuff at a, a high level made it feel more real, even when we were in the fire Festival stage. Right. And then getting a logo gave us some pride in something to pump out and made it more real. So if you can keep continuing to make it more treated as a business, you're more likely to follow through with it because you you're creating this, this, uh, this brand that you're putting energy into and you see that growing versus if you're just kind of floating around and, you know, not promoting a certain thing, it's harder to identify what you're, you know, seeing the logo, seeing the, the intro song, uh, you know, seeing all the equipment, it just makes you more professional. I don't, I don't know. There's no, just a it, mental game. It makes sense. And they say, but they say 99% of podcasts fail because of exactly what you're saying. But on top of being consistent, that's a major thing in life in general. If you're going to commit to something, you better commit to it and just constantly put things out. You know how many times we go back and forth and it's like, Oh, that was a stupid clip. That was this, that was that. But everybody, we basically, our following that we have now is not humongous by any means, but they know that we're going to continue to put things out. So at first it might seem stupid to people, but then people are like, whoa, like these guys are pretty serious about what they're doing. That only, you will never change people overnight, uh, but people will latch on to your work ethic and they will see if you're consistent about something and if they can relate to your niche, that's when you start to create a following and focus on that small following of five to 10 people versus worrying about getting 100,000 followers. Like Mike, Mike and I are so organic in our growth right now that our Instagram is not big by any means. I mean, you're talking you know, less than 2,500 people, uh, but our, I mean, when you look at the numbers on our listens, it's even bigger than the, the Instagram page and all that stuff just adds up. And week by week, it's all content that you can actually you know, go back to. Um, so you know, th that's that. That's a good question. Very good. Uh, this one, Shannon in Florida. Hold on, I gotta pull it up. Is that her tag, Shannon in Florida? <laughs> no, her, rubbing it in. It was her. Her in, Instagram name was Stone Age something with some numbers. 
I'm a high school teacher and asked this question the other day, and I think it says a lot about how you think as a person. Room, desk, and your car. Which do you clean first and why? Hmm. You want me to go Room, first? Desk, car. Yeah, you can go ahead. I'll go first. So, like the I, weight room? <laughs> the room, baby, the room. So, I would definitely clean my room first because it's the first place that I open my eyes into. And me personally, I can't have a messy space either first thing when I wake up or when I go to sleep. So, my room would need to be on point before anything. My desk would then be second because that's where I spend the second, I, I'd say, the, the, the most amount of time doing doing business and when I have a clean workspace, I am much more focused on the task at hand versus worrying about any clutter that's, that's around me. Um, and then my car, because I view my car more as a, as a leisure thing, I uh, still like to keep a clean car for sure, but it would be room, then my desk, and then the car. So <laughs> I would, I like that. I would say, if it's a work desk, desk, because I'm probably need the, that clear so I can get stuff done right off the bat. Car, because I'll probably be going to appointments and things with that. Then room, then because room. no one else sees the room for now. Right. So you see, but they, and this is this is probably what Shannon. And wanted. that's why our room's a mess right now. No, but that's probably what like when you do this. Imagine doing this in a classroom and you see all the different perspectives and the oh, different yeah, yeah. thought processes. It, it, it's all. I get it. perspective drives your own performance, right? Oh, every day of the week. So I'm going to admit. So I always, even when I was little and people are going to hate this, I always was like, it's so stupid to make a bed. And I've read the book, the, which it makes perfect sense for the longest time. I was like, it's so dumb. Cause you're just getting back in. No one sees it. I get the mindset. I just can't get over the hump for the bed thing. Because <laughs> there's a, what the and maybe it's because I get out of bed first. And I was gonna say, oh, I thought you were saying the physical hump. Like Dana was the hump that's in the bed that you can't. Oh no, no, you can't make it. But because I don't know. She's, she's in it. Um, yeah. But yes, the, the, there is. Can you imagine that waking up every day and making the bed, like tucking, and then I, she wakes up and she's like, Yeah, well, I did it for a very long time, but now especially because you know, my wife is home, I can't do it. So we just make the bed when she gets out of it now. But it's something I definitely had to adapt to because even in college, I was like the only one that was making my bed. Uh, yeah. But you know, that, that's that. This is your favorite section. Would you rather, Questies? To snooze well, or, or not to snooze? Would you rather <clears throat> Thanksgiving leftovers or kale salad for lunch every single day for the rest of your life? Wow. This is a good question. I would say and don't uh, talk Thanksgiving to me. dinner leftovers because you could pick and choose. There's more variety and you could Oof. somewhat eat healthy because you're having turkey. Usually. See, I, I would go kale salad just strictly because of, strictly because of, of, no, strictly because of health reasons. I think if you're, if you're stacking stuffing in your stomach, the every single well, You day, could omit stuffing. Over the amount of, over the amount and the course of your life, I would have to go kale salad. There's more options though, like I, turkey dinner I leftovers. Know. There's a lot of variety. Yeah, but my turkey dinner leftovers is not just turkey. There's you know sweet potatoes and exactly. Yeah, sweet yeah, potatoes but, are great. In, yeah, in, but in, with marshmallows on top and the what? the gravy, like I can't I can't be doing that every day for lunch. We should do a challenge and <laughs> try to eat kale salad every day, and I'll try to do turkey leftovers. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. This one's good. 
Would you rather have a guaranteed? Okay, and before I say this, there is also, don't go to what if, can I invest, can I do this? Like it's a quick shot, all right? I'll do, I'll, it's first thing comes to my head, go ahead. Guaranteed 100K or take a 50-50 chance on a million? 50-50. Me too. Life-changing type of money. A hundred percent, because exactly that, like 100K is 100K, but it's, that's not like a game-changing amount of money. Gets yeah, interesting if you say five hundred thousand versus a million. What do you mean five hundred? It gets oh. interesting if that's oh, yeah. the two numbers. Oh no, I would take I would take five hundred thousand if that was the yeah. case. What about but at do you what know, level? My, would you my, take the chance? It's like at what be number? Guaranteed three hundred thousand dollars or or fifty fifty on a million. Then maybe kind of tough. I, this I, is I tough. Hear. And that is tough, but the hundred k. But you know how many people would choose a hundred k guaranteed cash right in front of you? Do you know I don't how blame many people? them because if you have the confidence that you can do something with that, and it's important to you now, like I, there's a lot of people that if you gave them a hundred k right now, it would it would be life changing. Oh, of course, you know, of course, and it can so, be life changing if you it had can the either opportunity, way, yes, right. right? And and if you took that and you invested it, blah blah blah. But I'm saying right now. 100K 50. or a 50-50 shot, I got to go. I take the 50-50 shot. shot. I'm curious, yeah. though. CV, which which one are you going? You going 50-50 or 100K? 100K? He's on mute. Did he say 100? He, he's a, he's he, on mute, but. Listen, two, uh, what is it saying? Like, one in the hand is better than two in the bush? One in the hand is better than two in the bush. I don't get it. It's a bird or something. <laughs> yeah, he said 100, you see? And my wife definitely said 100. I guarantee yeah. you Dana would say 100. We do have, um, baby. Dana, I'm going to ask her right now. Go ahead. Would you rather take 100K guaranteed now or a 50-50 chance for a million? She said 100K, no hesitation. I, I told you. She said, because then you just invested because she's a day trader now. I get it. I, I get it. I get it. But I'm I, just kidding. It. She's right, not. Hey, it's, Mike, keep this one away from her and let's see how you answer this. This one's tough. Okay. Are you listening? You. Yeah, you, she's, going to, she's going to visit grandma. All right, good. Let, let me know when she leaves real quick. Are you bringing Pete? No. <laughs> all right. That's right. Boys Day. Go ahead. All right, all right. So Boys Day, me and Pete, baby. Would you rather be married to a 10 with a bad personality or, <laughs> or a 6 with an amazing personality? And obviously, we're both married to 10s with great personalities. But which one would you choose? Wait, say that again. A 6 with a, what? A 6 with a good personality. Ter or, oh, or good. <laughs> or a 10 with a terrible personality? I have a million fob questions, but off the cuff, <laughs> I take I take the six. So, oh, and I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the six with an amazing personality. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm like a it's, six, maybe. I, I was just going to say, so, I, 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 would definitely, I would definitely go six with an amazing personality because the looks, I mean, yeah, it's going to be good for, you know, little bit but then after that you're gonna be very i don't know you can't be can't be with somebody that's dense like that you know it depends so, yeah what you want i mean if yeah. you won't need a 10 for a certain thing then right go with but, it that's yeah. a hilarious one too yeah these no, questions are they're tough right is cv it. submitting all these it's a good thing that our wives don't listen to the podcast they only listen every 10 right yeah i'm gonna definitely get in trouble for that answer no definitely not we have 10 because then she's be like what am i a six wait we, we I have, have an tens. incredible personality we have tens with um, incredible personalities anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. All right. And now, 
this will bring us into Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. CV is throwing out some hilarious comments on the side. What do you, what do you Luckily, say? they're anonymous. Very funny. Oh, I missed it. Because he sends it, and he sits there, and he goes. Oh, there he goes. Because he's waiting for you to see wow. it. I'm putting, up, putting him on blast now. So now he said. No, don't wow. say it. Don't say it. <laughs> so somebody wrote in, I'm asking for a friend. Six, six if I'm poor and ten if I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, all right. I am not afraid of storms, for I am learning to sail my own ship. And this, this actually is, it hits home for me because my dad is an avid boater, right? And Is that the term, boater? I don't know, he's a boater, I guess. He, he actually got caught yeah, in, I think it is. in a storm one time. Um, and I, I remember asking him, and I said, Dad, like, were you petrified? And he's like, honestly, I wasn't really scared of the, the storm. I knew that if this was meant for me and this was the way that I was supposed to handle this situation, that's what it is. And from that point, when I see a quote like this, that's, that's always what I think about. But I'm not really afraid of the, the adversity that's coming in life. I'm not scared of the challenges like we always talk about. Uh, you know, it, it's our race, like you say. It's your own race. It's my own race. So it's, it, it's funny, though, because if you asked me this stuff a little while ago, I, I don't know if I would have interpreted it the same. But I, I, feel, I feel the growth. I, I can see the growth. Mainly in your chest. Is my is my head getting bigger or just my in your my thighs? Chest? I can't tell. It's like uh, it's it looks like a uh, what is it when you look at something that looks different than it really is? <laughs> Optical illusion. Optical illusion. That's right. That's what I, that's what I try to create for you. So go ahead, kid. So, so that's a nice dime. Uh, there's a quote that I think you'll love too. It's uh, a smooth sea never made a skillful sailor, and it's okay. just saying that yes. you know adversity gives you the opportunity to test your limits and figure out how good you are. So shout out to the boaters in the world That's right. um my mike's mantra i'm taking from tom bellew uh because apparently he does quest and i like quest the brand shout out maybe get a little uh sponsorship uh so miguelito's mantra ito 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 doubt is the greatest gift so what i've found in my motivation is that i like to have a chip on my shoulder and I don't let it affect me as far as externally. Like I don't get insulted by people saying stuff. I just kind of internalize it and then use that even though I hold no grudge against the person. I just like to hear it so that I can use it. So when you were doubting me with the back and forth last episode or two episodes ago, it gave me the, you let the, you left the pilot light. That's what, that's what I'm here for, man. I'm here to fuel your flame. You're just pulling wisdom out of those whiskers. You, you Every time the, you drop a dime, you, you pluck one. And I you, know. These wisdom whiskeys. And CV wrote in a quote. And now, honestly, CV, since you wrote this in, you, now you're committed to this. You're going to become yep. part of, of this little section. Can you give us a name for your, uh, for your um, quote here? Something with CV, something with Claudio. And take yourself off mute, man. Let the people hear you. Yeah. MCV or something, like MTV. MCV. He's, he's typing. Sorry for the awkward silence. I don't know why he doesn't want to just jump in here and, and talk to the people. Um, and by the way, while he, while, he, while he types that, while he types that, we are very excited to soon, we, we will be getting back to our A1 audio visual. I know this Zoom thing is very convenient for us, but 
there is a significant drop off in the audio quality and it's driving CV nuts. Uh, so we got to let him, you know, get that back. So we might be doing some social distance episodes outside when it's nice. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Claudio's Quotas. Oh, I <laughs> that was good. Claudio's Quotas. So I'm going to read your quote. All right, man. I guess. Make it love, nice. Love many, trust few, and always paddle your own canoe. Wow, Ooh, that was like a that was like, that was like a that was better than that anyone was a we've done. poem. That was we had, Seuss. We need some poetry. Wow, this is wow. we have to have a poetry um, segment for Claudio at the end. Wow, that was that was awesome. Mike hit us with some heat on the feet. So I don't know if you've seen uh, the Wednesdays for West and wristbands, yes, but yes. we have the family friend and we've talked about him. And I don't think I've shown the socks. No, you haven't. Sure. I can't Pete believe I, I just wore my. Come on, Pete. Come on. Come on. Go ahead. Show him. Yeah. Show him. So just want to give a shout out. Uh, he's been extremely inspirational. He is. <laughs> Pete, you're killing my segment here. But he's been an inspiration. And I know the family continues to fight. And it's one of the strongest families I know. Uh, just want to let you guys know our thoughts and prayers are with you and continue fighting hard. Uh, but this was the socks that we kind of sold to help promote it. And it's been a fun thing that we rock every once in a while. Yes. And it, it's and, a picture of Weston's face. A very, yeah. very, very studly kid. Yeah. His nickname's The Beast because he just eats like an animal, which is hilarious. That's um, awesome. Even through all the adversity. But it's, uh, it's something that kind of grounds me every time every once again when I think about it and yep. it's kept me very positive because you know everyone's got their own struggles and you want to be there for other people so uh shout out to that I need to get some more socks for sure so there will be a new shipment everything's <sighs> delayed I might have to just start stealing people's socks yeah you, you gotta go, go to those houses going to Dana's sock drawer or something like that um but all right guys so continue continue writing in the the um emails that are coming in they fire us yes. up they fire us up. The feedback is awesome. Um, you know, if you want to attack Mike on his on his uh, you know new journey, go ahead. If you want to attack, I welcome me, it. I, I welcome it. We well, the struggle. We welcome it. We already know that, Mike. Yes, but right. I love it. I, it's some hilarious stuff. And uh, Zach, your email was great this morning. <laughs> I was at four hundred push-ups, and I started to feel a little twinge. And then Dave sent me the email. Of you saying that uh, you lost a little faith in me when the push-ups fell off, fired me up. Yep. Uh, so that's it, man. Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up. Get after it. And get I'm after man. it. Yo, it's, it's Saturday. Time to crush some over here. That's another Effie in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at no snooze podcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.